It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. And a good Wednesday afternoon to you. How are you? Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show is back. We are live from our downtown studio on Fox Sports Rapid City. And it's always a great day in the Black Hills. Sun is out, a little brisk, though. Still a little brisk, and uh, we'll keep things rolling here on a Wednesday. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, locked and loaded. Great guests across the board. We'll get to that. We are brought to you in part by the Rehab Doctors, the non-operative experts in the Black Hills. You have a choice for your medical care. Remember the Rehab Doctors. No referral necessary. If you have pain, neck, back, okay, that's what they work on, and they do an outstanding job. The Rehab Doctors in Rapid City for pain relief without surgery take your first step to feeling better the rehabdoctors.com on the wednesday show we've got it ready to go here for you so let's uh, give you a preview we're going to go over the major league baseball win totals today you know we're, we're getting close now major league baseball a week away essentially essentially we're getting really close april 7th and we need to go over some win totals here. Who's going to be good? Who's not going to be good? Baseball Prospectus. Do you know this uh, company? They break down all the numbers and give you win projections. And there's a team that you all like. You all like this team. One of the biggest jumps over the last uh, couple of weeks from their season win total. They were down in the 70s. Now they're up towards 80. The biggest jump of any Major League Baseball team. So we're going to break down the season, who you could bet on at BetMGM, Tin Lizzie, and Deadwood of win totals, over-unders for your Major League Baseball teams. Ben Verlander will do that with us. He'll give us his take. Major League Baseball analyst Fox Sports and Flippin' Bats podcast. He's live from L.A. coming up. All right. We're going to go up to North Dakota. This guy covered Carson Wentz in college. He covered Carson Wentz in college, and now we have this big story with the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, just really laying it all out there with Carson Wentz. What didn't go well and why they did what they did and, and the whole thing. It's an interesting deal. There's there's layers to this. The Carson Wentz story from Philadelphia now to the Colts and now he ends up in Washington. What's the story on Carson Wentz? Mike McFeely covered him at North Dakota State, columnist for Inforum.com. He'll join us from Fargo coming up. We'll talk to Mike today. Out to Vikings country. You call it Vikings territory, right? Vikings writer, uh, editor for VikingsTerritory.com. We'll talk to Dustin Baker. There's an interesting deal that came out this week of what Vikings players reportedly said after a meeting with Kirk Cousins. Okay, this are Vikings players after a meeting with Kirk Cousins, what they reportedly said. And this is reported by some Vikings guys kind of on the inside in the know 
Um, Dustin Baker's going to discuss it. We'll talk to him about the Vikings moving forward with Kirk Cousins and the whole deal. Stu Whitney's on tonight live from Sioux Falls. He's got a new organization that he's working with, former Argus leader writer. Uh, Stu Whitney's going to join us. South Dakota Newswatch. Have you seen this? He's going to join us, Stu Whitney, straight ahead. And over to Wyoming, Cody Tucker checks in on Wyoming football. A lot of new players, a lot of transfers out of the program. They just started spring practice yesterday. Cody Tucker cover, uh, covers the Pokes for 7220 Sports, and he's on the way from Laramie. Busy show on a Wednesday. Let's get to it. The number 720-1067. Join us there, 720-1067. The Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live, and also the Barons Wilson text line. How could we forget the question of the day? The text line so important. The Barons Wilson text line for you. Same number. Text the show today, 720-1067. Quick update on the question of the day yesterday. If you thought I was crazy, I know I am, but if you thought I was crazy, question of the day yesterday, I said, my one rule I want to change in the NFL, you know, the overtime stuff, yeah, yeah, you, you can take it. I, I'm fine with it. It's Okay. The pass interference go to a 15-yard penalty. And I had a lot of you agree with me on the text line. I did, and then there was some disagreement. That's what it's all about. Uh, I said, you got to go to 15 yards, not this spot foul anymore. It just uh, impacts games and outcomes and the whole thing so much. The final tally in the question of the day, should the NFL change their pass interference rule to a 15-yard penalty, not spot of the foul, 62% of you go yes with me. 38% of you know, uh, say no, keep it a spot foul. So we're on a roll. We are on a roll in the question of the day, siding with the majority so far. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Let's start with uh, this story uh, today. There's a lot, to, a lot to get to, but a story I, I found and, and a story I find really interesting and a story I want to get feedback from the audience on because – Today's world, you would you would um, agree with me. Today's sports world is way different than we grew up in. Okay, and and mainly I'm talking for younger athletes, all the way down to kids. That whole the whole youth sports thing is way different. You know um, how serious it gets early on, and you go into this tournament and that tournament, the whole thing. If if you've been in it, you know what I'm talking about. So. Our sports environment today is not what we grew up in. Is it time to recognize that? That sometimes it's okay to realize it doesn't have to be the way it was all the time. I get annoyed by some of the crazy stuff that happens today in many aspects, but sometimes it's okay to realize, you know, things have changed. Things are changing. It is the way it is. Whether that's social media promotion, whether that's uh, the sports culture, whether that's name, image, and likeness. The name, image, and likeness thing for college athletes, that's a massive change over the last year and a half. I mean, a massive change. Has it even been that long? Probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm losing track. Um, it, it's been a massive change for college sports and now for recruits. And so here's the story that comes out. And I want to know if this is way over the top and it's the craziest thing you've heard, or is it just, it's just what happens now today. It's just how sports have changed today. It's what name, image, and likeness is bringing to athletes today, younger people today. They have more power. They have more options. They can transfer. They can sign sponsorship deals, the whole thing. So here's the story. 
high school football coach in Georgia has decided this year here to put up a billboard. He's got a billboard that he's going up, and he's going to test the waters here. He's going to test the waters on this marketing plan for his football players. He's a high school football coach in Georgia, and he wants to test out, hey, in this new world of recruiting and promotion and and the whole thing, marketing, this whole thing, he wants to test this out. High school football coach putting up a billboard, and he's testing it out with his son. His son, by the way, is is like a kid that wants to play college football. He's a 250-pound eighth grader. He's a guy that wants to play in Arkansas. He's already decided that. This kid named Ben, okay, this is the son. He wants to play college football. So his dad said, hey, I'm going to test this out with my son, this new marketing idea for recruiting, for getting noticed, for letting coaches know you're in and you want to play for them. And so he's taking his son, putting him up on a billboard and saying, uh, he wants to play at Arkansas, by the way. That's where he wants to go. Wants to play for Coach Pittman there at Arkansas. And he put him up on a billboard on the interstate close to the stadium and said, I want to be a hog. Okay, Arkansas Razorbacks. I want to be a hog. And there's his name, Bear McWhorter, 13 years old. He says, I want to be a hog. And then he's got a website that they've created that shows Bear's highlights. It shows Bear's highlights. It, it shows okay, stuff that then you can look at. Okay, so this is the world now there that that is this just taking it too far? Is this just taking it over the top? Or is this something that people uh, are going to look at and they're going to say, well, this is, a, this is a great marketing idea right here. This is a great marketing idea. Okay? I want to know if this is way too far or if this is if there's actually people out there saying, oh, this is a high school football coach. And by the way, the dad, you know, he says, hey, I'm going to test this out with my son. And then if it, if it works pretty well and, and there's good feedback, I'll do this for some of my high school kids on my team in Georgia. He's got a high school football team in Georgia. And we'll do this for kids that are prospects that want to do this type of thing. And, and we'll get them noticed, and we'll get them on the radar of coaches. So let me just tell you, this story, by the way, how, how has it already worked? It's gotten national attention already, right? So it's gotten national attention already of a <laughs> – And but, but are you, do we live in the world where any attention is good attention? Or is this a, a world in, in uh, high school slash college football recruiting now – this can actually backfire. When you see a thing like that go up in a billboard and a story like this go up, does this kid have an uproad battle? Does he have an uphill climb? Or is it actually no? I mean, any attention is good attention. Now, now Arkansas knows about this kid. He's on their radar. And then when it's all said and done, you've got to be able to perform on the field. I mean, marketing's one thing. I know this, okay? I've been in, I, I've been in marketing. Imagine that. So marketing's one thing. You've got to execute the partnership. You've got to execute it. You've got to execute it at a high level. That's the same story here. So I ask this this way. Um, let's say we've got a high school or a, a kid here in Rapid City. He wants to go play for Nebraska. He wants to go play for Nebraska. He sees 
Maybe he's high level. He's high level. Can't quite get noticed. Can't quite get noticed. You put up a billboard down in Lincoln. Hey, Coach Frost, I want to be a Husker. Coach Frost, I want to be a Husker. Is that is that a good idea or is it a terrible idea? This coach started it this year, and he's not sure if he's going to go down the road with the high school team or not. He started it with his son, okay? Started it with his son. This isn't... Uh, this isn't the world you and I grew up in. This is, uh, this is a crazy world. Let me throw out the question of the day to you. Let's see what people say on it. Um, okay, let's bring it up. Hang on. High school football coach puts up a billboard featuring his eighth grade son trying to get college programs to recruit him. What do you think of the idea? Terrible or actually smart? What's your answer? 720-1067. Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Well, I'll give you uh, there were real athletes before 1990. There were. I know that. Somehow. I, no, I know no, that. You don't. No, you don't. I know that. I was even born before then. I was born before then. moving on. As far as the Arkansas dad or whatever, the life. <laughs> Little Billy probably selling crack in two years. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. Come on. Let's not kill him. Let's not Eric kill him can yet. Tell you a great story. No, Eric Glenn can tell you a great story about a golfer that played for him whose mom came up to him years ago when he was assistant and says, it's always been my boy's dream to play college basketball, and she wanted Eric to get him on the team. Mm. You talk mm. to him that way. Okay, come on. I wanted my kid to be uh, Major League Baseball, but... No, that's right, Steve. Park, that is so right. That you still got to execute. You still got to execute. So, so this kid still has to execute. Oh, God. You know, it's just like... Everything. Give him Deshaun Watson, two hundred and fifty million guaranteed, three years. Yeah, I already hit and on that. I already hit on that. I know you have. I mean, this, you're wondering who doesn't stop. It's never going to stop, Nate. What you guys started whining about? Oh, it's got to be a perfect call. I need instant replay. Now you're whining about that, and I know you're excited about the overtime change. No, I'm you not, know, actually. I'm not that, that excited. Imagine if we did that. You missed, you missed my show yesterday. I'm not that excited. It, I actually, oh, I actually talked about, about it. it when you were during the playoffs. Um, I'm okay with You weren't happy. I'm okay baseball. with giving the uh, team another, uh, the other team the ball. I'm okay with it. It's, it's not like it's going to wow. end the world. Can we do that in every sport then? Okay, Billy, you take the last shot. Okay, you made it now. We're going to give Team B that same shot, so it's fair. Ooh. <laughs> well, hey, or, on, or hey, is a coin toss fair? That, that's what we yeah, leave it up to. a coin toss it is. is real fair. We do that in wrestling. All right. All right. We do that in wrestling, Nate. Um, you know, a real man sport, but, you know, we don't know nothing because we're all watching games pre-1990. You guys, <laughs> you guys changed the world, and now you're whining because— we did. I'm not whining about uh, anything. A&M booster gave $38 million to recruit football players. Yeah. Nebraska just got a big chunk of millions for their program. You're okay with that? Come on. All and right, buddy. Good to hear from you. 2250 to see an indoor football team in a town of 70000 Oh. <laughs> That's why we got to pay that. 
Well, don't don't throw me into some things. I don't know where you're going. But I appreciate it, buddy. I don't miss too many of your shows. Have a great day. Thanks. Bud. All right. <laughs> well, you missed some, uh, but nonetheless. Okay, let's let's uh, let's let's make sure we're we're on track here. Um, let's make sure we're on track here. Okay. I want to tell you what I think of this. Okay. High school football coach puts up a billboard. He said. Here's my son. So so we got some dynamics here. Number one, it's his son. So he's not thinking straight. He's not thinking straight. And if you if you all think you can think straight with your kids, you're not thinking straight. Okay, so that's one. Does that mean he's way, way, way out of line here? That's what I want to know today. That's what I want to know today. We need jerk reaction so quickly that it is like, well, this guy's a moron. I'm asking you, is he a moron or is he smart? Actually, I would argue there's probably some coaches across the country that see the story and go, man, I, I should do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say it. What's the difference between a billboard and all these recruiting uh, sites? Huddle and, and NSA. I mean, all this stuff. Well, what's, what's the difference? That's, that's just what I'm asking today. Thanks for calling. You're live and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Thanks for taking my call. How you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good. You know, it's, you know the, where I struggle with it is at, at, at eighth grade and who he's competing against. And um, uh, he's got a long road to go yet. And I know kids get recruited early and stuff like that. But You may be right in this. I, I said, did we make this road, did his dad make the road harder? Did, did, did he yeah, just make well, the road harder? Well, if you think about it now, it's like, hey, that's the kid whose whose dad put up a billboard, and uh, uh, he's going to see see everybody's A game who he is. So, I mean, it's good and bad. People don't know who he is, uh, but then in the same breath, two three years from now, he better be a four star recruiter. It doesn't matter how many <laughs> how many billboards you put right. up, or it's a really it's a really good way to get invited as a walk on, and no one's going to have to burn a scholarship on you because they know you want to come. Yeah, well, that's another point, right? You yeah, know, that's another know. point. Or, you know, hey, hey, we could we could flip a coin too because that's always fair. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah, all right. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Hey, take care, man. All right. Thanks for getting in. Um, this this is interesting to me. This is really interesting. Listener text coming in. Nate, this is way over the top. The kid's an eighth grader. Just let him be a kid for a while. Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, the the, the deal is, though, in, in our world today, in our sports world today, name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, recruiting kids. Kids get offers before they're even in eighth grade. It is over the top. It's off the charts. Jim Arbaugh offered uh, a kid from Hawaii, seventh grader, scholarship, and it means nothing. It means nothing, but he, he can offer it. I've always said this. I, I believe this, and I think it would help our whole situation. This is kind of a, a, a related topic. I've said college coaches should not be able to offer scholarships until you're at least in high school, preferably, I would say, as a sophomore. And I know everyone's, oh, oh what, do, what do you mean? Because then it would, it, it would just at least keep us a little bit guarded to where we're not, oh, this kid got an offer as a 7th grader. Did you see that? Michigan offered that 7th grader. Did you see that? Man, we're behind the times. Man, Jimmy, we got to get moving here. we got to get a billboard up and get you a spot at Arkansas. 
that that's the type of stuff this feeds into. I've always said, college coach, and I say it means nothing. Why? College coaches can offer, they can offer, and then they can't talk to you for, for years to come. Because they can't talk to you until you get set for that junior year. Coaches can't have that quote-unquote communication and, and start recruiting you hard and visiting and the whole thing until that junior year. So why do we allow them to make offers to middle schoolers? Oh, man, I made an offer. Yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. It's out of control. And then, and then we have, again, this whole situation, name, image, and likeness. It's not what we are used to. This whole thing has been flipped on its ear. And now you got marketing ideas and people, you know, it's like, well, this is a marketing idea. That's what the dad says here. It says, he says uh, in the story, there's been a few people that have problems with it. This is the dad, the coach, but their opinions don't matter. You know whose opinion uh, matters? Arkansas coach Pittman's. But I think for the most part, it's been positive. So he said, for the most part, it's been positive. And he played at Furman, this, this dad, by the way, he played at Furman and he said, I'm looking at doing it, creating marketing buzz for my high school team as well, for, for aspiring student athletes in my high school program. And he says, we can create the buzz, but if you don't perform on the field, none of it will matter. So I don't think the guy's totally nuts. I don't think he's nuts. I think it's something that... Uh, you know, catches people's attention here. You're like, uh, okay, would you put up a billboard? You, your your son is, let's just say, forget the eighth grader. I mean, that's part of this story, but your son's a freshman, sophomore. Would you put up a billboard? He's always wanted to play for the Huskers. Okay, that's the scenario. He's always wanted to play for the Huskers. He's on that bubble, trying to get noticed, can't get any attention, went to the camp, you know, met Coach Frost. He's been to the camp, and yeah, it's just... Now a little self-promotion. Let's see if we can get on the radar and get people uh, discussing it. What say you? Smart idea or terrible idea? Let's take a look at the polling today. High school football coach putting up a billboard featuring his son trying to get him a college offer. What do you think of the idea? 90% (laughs) checking in, not a surprise. 90% say terrible idea. 10% Great idea. Ten percent great idea. Ninety percent terrible idea. And it's uh, by the way, I don't think this is just going to be a one-off here. That's just my guess. We never thought we'd be making highlight videos. Did I have a highlight video in high school? I, I, we didn't even dream of that. So, I mean, think about think about the steps along the way and. Pursuing college scholarships, pursuing attention, pursuing that whole thing. If you don't market yourself, are you going to get noticed? Maybe if you're the real deal, like if you are the real deal, like Huttmacher from Chamberlain, okay? State champion wrestler, all-state football player, just a beast in Chamberlain, South Dakota. Just an absolute beast. Well, he got noticed, right? But he's a very, very small, small percentage of that type of athlete that have come through the South Dakota high school line, right? But think about the steps here. I didn't have a high school video, uh, 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 stat video and, and highlights. I didn't even think of that. We were lucky to even have any video to watch game film. 
Yeah, we did. You know, we were pre- <laughs> we were with it, but we barely watched game film back in the day. Now we got highlight videos, and we got self promotion here. You know, check out my huddle video here, and my my Instagram here, and, and this and this, and then we send all that stuff out, and it's all marketing. This this one here is just marketing to a big big audience. Okay, marketing to a big big audience. Let's take another call on it. What do you think of the coach putting up uh, his son? Said, hey, I want to play at Arkansas. Here he is, an eighth grader. Boom, he's got uh, people's attention here. Smart play or not, thanks for calling. your live and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Well, any, any college coach that would offer an eighth grader a college scholarship as an eighth grader is an idiot. <laughs> well, it happens, right? You know that. You know that. But, I, I mean, agree with you. Kid, I, I don't this, like it, but is this kid six five two forty already? Well, he's I mean, six two two forty. He's six two two forty. It's interesting. But, but does he have speed? I mean, is he? I don't know. You know. I don't know. He must think he's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, you you were just talking about Nash Hutmacher, and yeah, he can't get on the field down there. I know. Like, I know. It's not like we're still pretty young, house, uh, but but no, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's all world, you know. And, he, he can't even play at Nebraska, so um, and maybe he'll step in next year. But the point is, you know, even a guy like that, who's you know, great wrestler and and uh, obviously has a lot of great leverage skills that he could use as a as a nose guard, which is the way they were going to play him. Uh, he hardly played. No, it's last a tough year. road. Uh, it's a tough road. Yeah. It well, is. I mean, I think it's a bit risky at, at that. Do level you think this dad? made it tougher and that's kind of what i'm asking you know did this dad make it tougher on the kid or better that that's kind of the that's the question well he, he definitely made it tougher but maybe he thinks that you know the kid will step up when he's you know if everybody's after him that's all the more reason if he can excel that maybe he he will make it in the college level he's obviously going to be under a lot of pressure but boy a lot yeah a lot now the, yeah anybody playing at the Elite Division One level has a lot of pressure too. So, if a kid can handle it, I'll tell you this is a big I, one. I, I, this is a bold, I, I, bold, I uh, do it to my kid. bold strategy, if I could call it that. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that it. <laughs> no, I got you. I appreciate right. that. Somebody just asked me here. Hey, are you going to put up your uh, daughters on the billboard there? Hey, take it easy, easy, easy. <laughs> the the answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. Could you imagine Nate Brown back in the day, Montana? Back in the day, Montana. I was just all conference. I wasn't even. I wasn't even, you know, considered. But Nate Brown billboard. Hey, I want. I'll do it in Laramie. Do it outside of Laramie. Hey, Coach. Coach Tiller. Joe Tiller. Coach Tiller. I want to be a poke. Man, I was behind the times. I should have thought of this a long, long time ago. Would have changed my trajectory in life. Ben Verlander's in next. Let's talk Major League Baseball. Who wins? Who loses? Over, under, win totals for the season. Just a little over a week away. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports, Major League Baseball analyst next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 24. Winds out of the northwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. High of 55 tomorrow, mainly clear. Mixed precipitation likely tomorrow night, 31 overcast. Chance for mixed precipitation Friday with highs in the low 50s, mainly sunny Saturday. About an inch of snow tomorrow night. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 36. Are you dreaming of summer adventures? Plan for fun, but wait to pay with help from Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Through March 31st, take advantage of BHFCU's recreational vehicle loan specials. Wait 90 days until your first payment or cash in on a low rate and prepare for summer fun. Learn more at BHFCU.com. Text or call 605-718-1818 or discuss BHFCU financing with your dealer. Other restrictions apply. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. Hey, welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show off and running on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show Live. A lot to discuss today. A lot to hit today. Start Major League Baseball. Season's almost here, man. A little over a week away, April 7th, we're going to get this going. And I've been looking at this here. I was just in Vegas. So uh, I was looking at all these win totals for the season. I'm like, okay, who's going to have great seasons? Who's going to beat the number? Who's going to go under the number? Who's going to underperform? So we got to get Ben Verlander on before the season gets going. Let's talk a little win totals and give everybody a little insight here. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst, is on. Find him on Twitter at Ben Verlander here on the Nate Brown Show. Ben, how are you? I'm great, Nate. How are you? Well, I'm good. So I got one team I want to ask you about here right away. They took a big jump. Um, They were in the 70s a couple of weeks ago, and now they're at 81 and a half, and it's got to be because Carlos Correa is going there. Minnesota Twins, 
Twins jumped from 74 wins projected to 81 and a half. That's a pretty big jump. That's basically a 500 season. How do you see the Twins in a AL Central that's how good? Yeah, you know, the AL Central is is interesting because I truly believe it is it is light years better than it was last year or the year before. You know, the Tigers are getting to a place where they'll be competitive. I don't think they're there yet, but they will be good. The Twins' offense is certainly great. But look, look, I, I love Carlos Correa. I think he's a great pickup. I think he's worth all the money. But I don't know if he's worth that many wins and your overall – um, and your overall record and your in the over under, I, I just I think that's a steep jump. If if I if I had to guess, I would say they go under under that number. I, I just think that jump is a little too big. I get that it's a great pickup, a sexy pickup. People love it. I love it, but I just don't see them being able to compete uh, with. You know, they're they're going to give up a lot of runs. Their offense is going to be really good, but they're going to give up a lot of runs. I think they end up just under that. I, I would say they end up around the seventy nine eighty win mark. Okay, so you were thinking maybe 70s. Um, They ended up with 73 last year, the Twins, 73 wins. You're going to give them a little bit bit more, uh, but not much. So I'm going to go to the White Sox. Their win total over under today, 91.5. Are they the best of the best there? Yeah, they're the best of the best in the AL Central. But for the reason that I just said, a minute ago that the the rest of the central is much improved you know that wins are going to be harder to come by in that division and 90 plus wins is a tough number to get to i look I, like i said the tigers will be better the twins will certainly better uh the royals will even be a little bit better the indians the the guardians aren't great but um I, i'm gonna say that they go just under that number as well just because that division in itself is better. And I don't think people understand that the Tigers will be around the 500 team. The Twins will be around the 500 team. And that just means that wins are going to be tougher to come by in that division. And getting to that 91 win mark will be tough. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports Major League Baseball. Lando's going over Major League Baseball season totals, season win projections here. I want to go to the AL East. Yankees have the same number as the White Sox. This is interesting to me. Yankees won 92 games last year. Some people thought they should have won even more. Now they're sitting at 91 and a half, the projection. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I, I look around that AL East, and I just see a lot of teams that are really good. I Look, I'm all in on the Blue Jays this year. I think they're going to be good. I think the Rays are going to be really good. I think the Red Sox are going to win a bunch of games, and I think the Yankees are going to win a lot of games. So what happens is is you're playing all those teams in that division. You're beating up on each other all year long. Um, And and a big key factor for this is you're always paying a a tax on the New York Yankees. It's It's like the Dallas Cowboys in football. You're always paying a little extra tax to bet to bet on the Dallas Cowboys. That's the same with the New York Yankees. You're paying a little extra. They're they're the most well-known baseball team in the world, and they're the most famous organization in the world. So if you want to bet on them, you're going to have to pay a little more. I think that number should actually be around 88 to 89. It just feels a little steep for me. I think the Yankees are really, really good. I just think getting wins in that division is going to be really, really hard. And they're all going to go about 500 against each other. 
So that would mean outside of that division, they're going to have to be on an absurd tear, and that just feels like a lot to me. So, again, I'm going to go three for three on the under right there. Wow, unders all the way. Um, You just mentioned that division, and and leading the AL win total today is the Blue Jays, 92.5. I'm just stunned by that. You think they're the real deal? I do. I I really think they're the real deal. They, They are great. Their pitching staff is much improved. Their offense is going to be really good. And it's tough. You you lose a guy like Robbie Ray, who wins the Cy Young Award. You lose a guy like Marcus Simeon, who was in contention, was an MVP finalist. And I'm saying they're improved. And what they did with the pitching staff was great. What they did with uh, certain pieces on the offense, I I really liked. Um, I think this team is much improved. I, I like them a lot. Um, again, though, I look, I, I know this is all these teams you're asking me. I, I don't love the, I don't love the over yeah. of any team in the AL East aside from maybe, aside from maybe the Orioles, who I think is going to be much improved from where they were last year. But I, I think the Blue Jays at 92 wins there is a 92 and a half. Yeah. 92 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That just, that's, that seems steep for me. Um, it just, because of the division that they're in. So, look, again, I would do it. I would take the under, even though I like the Blue Jays a lot. I think they win the division. I think the winner of that division ends up with right around 90 wins, though. I don't see anybody coming. I don't see anybody in the ALE sniffing 100 wins because of how good those top four teams are. I don't think people think about that enough. When you look at a division, you play everybody 19 times. And if four of those teams are all really good, that's a lot of tough wins to come by. So I actually like the AL East, the, the AL East record in general to go under the amount of wins that people are are imagining. Interesting. So uh, Ben Verlander talking season win totals. Don't tell me you're that guy. You must hit the uh, roulette table in Vegas, Ben, and you must go. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to go two dollars on red, right? You're just conservative, <laughs> conservative. I look. I'm just waiting for a team to get. I'm, I'm hoping a team gets brought up that I can take the over okay. on. Okay, let me try this. Out in your neck of the woods, L.A. So you got two teams out there. Dodgers are off the charts, um, and the Angels. I'm going to go Angels here. Otani, Trout. They've got them at 83 and a half. Okay, Angels. I am going to take. Of those two teams, the Dodgers and the Angels, I would take the Angels over. I, the mm. Dodgers not. The Dodgers number is ridiculous. I like what the Angels did um, in terms of, look, we all know pitching was the problem for them. And they went out and every signing they made this offseason was pitching. They just went out and totally revamped their pitching staff, their relief pitching. Uh, I saw today Major League Baseball and just some rankings that came out ranked the, the Angels bullpen as the sixth best in baseball and the third best in the American League. And it was awful last year. They added in a couple of starters. I like them a lot. And then you add that onto an offense that's already really good with Shohei, Trout, Anthony Rendon, Jared Walsh, Justin Upton, who a lot of them had injuries last year. They're going to be healthy this year. Shohei's going to get protection. Trout can have protection in Rendon, whatever direction they want to go there. I like the Angels a lot. I think they're going to be much improved. I don't think they have enough to win that AL West, but I think they can contend. 
Okay, so so there's an over, and I'm not I'm not uh, I want the Ben Verlander uh, uh, real deal here. You're liking a lot of unders, AL East. Love the unders there. You go Angels over. You say the Dodgers number is too big. Basically, they're saying they got to get around 100 wins. They got them sitting at about 97 and a half for the Dodgers. So, you know, I mean, underperforming means getting under 100 wins. Exactly. Once when you have an over under up around that high, it's it's wild and. You know, you look at – I look at their team compared to what it was last year, and everybody's going crazy about Freddie Freeman. I, I would argue that the Dodgers aren't as good right now as they were at a certain point last year, you know? Mm-hmm. They lose you, – you lose Corey Seager. You, you lose um, Max Scherzer. You lose Trevor Bauer. Who knows what's going to happen with him? You lose Kenley Jansen. You lose a good bench bat against lefties and Albert Pujols. You lose, uh, you lose a, quite a bit of guys, and you gain Freddie Freeman and you know not not a ton else. But look, I, I just don't think they're that improved. I still think they have the best offense in baseball, but the pitching is a question mark for me, and and that would worry me. And uh, they're going to rake. They're going to hit well, but. I, that number is gigantic, and the Padres will be much improved under Bob Melvin. Uh, the Giants will be good again, so I, I like that under a lot. Okay, Ben Verlander, before I let him run, you got to give me my favorite team. I'm trying to determine, are they going to be better? I feel like they are. Well, they blew it up last year. I don't know if they're going to be good yet. The Chicago Cubs, they won 71 games last year when they sold everybody off. They're over-unders at 75-and-a-half, the Cubs and the NL Central. Yeah, you know, I like that over. I, I, I like the Cubs to be um, definitely better than they were last year. I like Seiya Suzuki a lot. Um, I think they made some good moves elsewhere. I think Marcus Stroman's going to be really good for them. Um, I, look, I, I like what they've done. Obviously, last year uh, the team got blown up, and then once that happens, um, it's tough for a clubhouse to win. It's tough for them to believe in themselves. So obviously the team went downhill, but so did the morale of the team last year. And it's been interesting to see what they've done this offseason. It's like they're at this in-between of like not ready to fully go for it yet, but they're definitely adding some pieces. I like them over. I, I don't think they reach 500, but there's quite a bit of space in there between that number and the 500 mark. So I think they're somewhere in between them there, and I like that over. Ben Verlander talking season wins today. We're almost there. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Verlander. He's on Twitch. He has uh, the Flippin' Bats podcast, Flippin' Bats pod downloaded, and Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. Ben, appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot. Of course. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Ben Verlander tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, Major League Baseball analyst, Fox Sports. Um, Flippin' Bats pod on Twitter at Ben Verlander. Some over-under win totals. What do you think? I'm I'm really, I really struggle with futures. Uh, really, really struggle with baseball futures. I'm like, uh, these are these are tough to bet. I was down there in Vegas this past weekend, and I'm looking at it. I'm going, the Twins, 81, 81. Are they going to go 81 and 81? I mean, it, I, I are the Twins are they are they going to be better than that? Worse? I they won 73 last year on a disappointing season. A disappointing season. They're just like, well, the Twins. Look at that. They brought in some. They brought in a real deal player, Carlos Correa. They're going to have a great offense here. Great offense. 
will they give up a lot of runs? That's that's the thing. And then you look at my Chicago Cubs. He takes the over. Cubs projected by Vegas 75 and a half wins. So you're telling me 76 or more for the Cubbies? I'll take that. That's not great, by the way, but it's not, you know, the seller. It's not the seller. The Colorado Rockies are at 68 and a half. 68 and a half in the National League. That's the third worst win total. Third worst win total projected in the National League is the Rockies. The worst win total, the Pirates at 65, the Diamondbacks at 66, the Rockies 68 and a half. The Rockies won 74 games last year. They got them projected in the uh, National League at 68 and a half wins uh, today. Major League Baseball futures, I love them. I love them. They're tough. They're tough. I don't know how they're going to roll this year. Um, Worst win total in the American League projected? Your Baltimore Orioles, 62 and a half. They won 52 games last year. (laughs) So a 10-game improvement, that's a big improvement. What's going on in Baltimore? Am I missing something? Oh. I think, yeah, they're, they're still going to struggle. You couldn't get much worse than last year, though. Baltimore Orioles, 62-and-a-half, the highest win total in the American League. There's a th- uh, the Toronto Blue Jays at 92-and-a-half, projected by Vegas, and then three ties for second. Who are the teams to watch in the American League? White Sox, 91-and-a-half wins. Yankees, 91-and-a-half wins. Astros, 91-and-a-half wins. The Detroit Tigers right there in the AL Central, 77.5 wins. So the Twins projected to be better than the Tigers by four games. Listener text, Nate, let's do a bet here on your Cubbies and the Tigers. Losing record buys pizza and beer. So you're telling me the Tigers are going to have more wins than my Cubs. I will tell you the Cubs have a tougher division, so I got to. I'm I'm at a disadvantage there. I mean, we got to play the Brewers, and the Cardinals, the Reds. Even I don't know how good the Reds will be, but you know they've they that NL Central. You're trying to uh, trying to trick me into a bet there. Tigers might not be better than my Cubs, but they might have more wins because uh, I still don't think the AL Central is going to be that good. All right, stay tuned on that one. Coming right back with Cody Tucker. We're going to go to Wyoming next. He covers the Wyoming Cowboys. What are the big news with the Wyoming Cowboys football program under head coach Craig Bull? They just started spring practice, and one guy has his eyes set on a big-time future in the NFL. That's on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. 
Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. Do you want to bet on the game, watch the game, and play your favorite table game? Cadillac Jacks and BetMGM allow you to do it all. From roulette to crafts to blackjack with TVs all around, you don't have to miss a second of the game. Plan your stay at Cadillac Jacks for March Madness because Cadillac Jacks and BetMGM deliver. Get the real Deadwood experience at Cadillac Jacks. Here's good news from Pro Auto Care if you're looking to economize your budget. Pro Auto Care can help you get more time and mileage out of your vehicle with regular maintenance and sensible, affordable repairs. Tom and his Pro Auto Care team will save you a lot of money without you having to replace your current vehicle. At Pro Auto Care, they find and repair small, inexpensive issues before they become big, expensive problems. Schedule an inspection of your vehicle now at Pro Auto Care. Open for business as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 1067 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Welcome in. Also on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow us there. Watch the show live. Live in studio stream is up right now, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Welcome in wherever you're listening or watching. We appreciate it. Mike McFeely's on the way, columnist in Forum.com, live from Fargo. Interesting stuff on Carson Wentz out there from the Colts owner, Jim Ursay today. Man, it was interesting. Mike McFeely covered Carson Wentz there for a long time, North Dakota State. So we'll get him on, discuss uh, what's the what's the real deal with Carson Wentz. Hopped around now, and the Colts owner was uh, not very complimentary. Uh, we'll say that. Um, Cody Tucker's in, speaking of North Dakota State. Well, of course, longtime coach Craig Bowl won those titles at North Dakota State, then took his uh, show to Laramie. He's been at Wyoming a long time now. Man, it feels like just yesterday. He's been at Wyoming a long time, and now kind of a new thing there at Wyoming. Transfers transferring out, lost both quarterbacks, a lot of new players. They start spring practice this week. Let's check in with the Pokes. Cody Tucker covers them, 7220sports.com from Wyoming on Twitter at 7220sports. Cody, good to have you. How are you? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Nate. It's funny you're mentioning Craig and how long he's been here. It does seem like it was just yesterday, but 
With spring practice starting yesterday, he is now the longest tenured Wyoming coach in the history of this program at nine years, surpassing uh, surpassing some big names there. So, uh, wow. really, really crazy that he is. Uh, He's been here this long, and you know you know how it goes. Coaches don't stay around Laramie this long, so it's pretty amazing. Okay, I want to ask you, uh, so he's entering nine years here, and this feels like maybe his, maybe one of the most challenging years, just from a lot of players just transferred, quarterbacks and, and whoever else. It, it feels like, I know we have this transfer portal, and it's a lot different than it used to be, but it feels like a challenge coming into the spring here. Yeah, you know, I asked him yesterday if he's actually reinvigorated and a little excited because they're, last year almost every position was taken uh, by a veteran group. And ESPN said Wyoming was the second most veteran-laden team in the country. Now they're third from the bottom. And uh, he said, yeah, he is excited about that. And, of course, we've already went through the, the transfer stuff and what went on there. It's a tough road to hope, but Craig Bull actually he wasn't a fan of using the transfer portal himself. But he had to dip into it, and so far he's pretty happy with the returns he's got. And I think he's going to use that to his advantage, but you're right. This is a really important year for him. Year nine, it's, you know, no championships yet, only one appearance. This is a really big year for him, in my opinion. Okay, so a lot of people wondering if they're not following Wyoming to a T, they're going, okay, a couple of quarterbacks transferred. Who's going to be the quarterback at Wyoming now? Of course, we know Josh Allen and the great uh, history there of some quarterback play. Who's going to be Craig Bull's quarterback? I tell you what, Nate, uh, watching the guys come into practice for the first time yesterday, there's a kid comes rolling in wearing number 17. He's about 6'5", 240 pounds. He looks just like Josh Allen in the face, in the body, the whole shebang. His name's Evan Svoboda. He is a sophomore from transfer from Snow College. He will not be the guy this year, I feel, when the season starts. But, man, it's unbelievable how much he looks like Josh. But I think this job probably belongs to Andrew Peasley. He came over from Utah State. Really weird that Levi Williams ends up at Utah State. Andrew Peasley comes this way. Uh, you know, he's a com- completion percentage guy. He can throw a good long ball. He's really known for his legs. Uh, so I think he's, you know, he's really the only guy on this roster who has any starting experience aside from Gavin Beerup, who I believe has thrown 13 passes and completed two of those in his career in Division One football. So I'd say Andrew Peasley's the front runner, but man, you got to watch out for that Josh Allen lookalike, man. That kid, uh, he's an impressive specimen and he can really throw the ball. If you haven't followed this, so Wyoming's quarterback, Levi Williams, he transfers to Utah State, and then Utah State's quarterback transfers uh, to Wyoming. Um, so see, they play musical chairs there. Uh, by the way, uh, a player that had pro day yesterday, um, a guy that I, I said on the show, he's going to get drafted. It, it's reminding me of Logan Nelson. You've seen them both. Chad Muma. Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming, looking to get drafted here next month. Who was better in your mind? Logan Nelson's had a great early career for the Bengals. Who was better at the linebacker spot? Well, I think, you know, Logan Wilson got to play all four years. Um, you know, he, he was really good. He, where he excelled compared to Chad was he really has a nose for the football as far as getting the turnover. He, he picked off ten passes during his four years in Laramie. And, uh, you know, he, he was just scooping up fumbles left and right, always around the ball. Chad Moon was the same way. He's always around the ball. He just only started two years. So last year he picked off three passes, and before the season he told me that's where he needed to close the gap with Logan was starting to get some of those turnovers, and they happened. And, you know, Logan was in Laramie yesterday for Wyoming's Pro Day and uh, watching Chad and supporting Chad, and I asked Logan, 
do you think Chad will go before you before you went, which was the third round? And he said absolutely. And and I tend to agree with him. Chad is a he's a physical specimen. He's probably two three inches taller than Logan. He's faster. He's quicker. He's bigger, stronger. Uh, Logan's great. He's a great player. We obviously saw him in the Super Bowl last month. Uh, but Chad, really, I agree. I think he'll go higher than him. He impressed everybody at the Combine, had the most reps, was one of the faster linebackers. He's just a really cerebral kid, too, very smart. Well, he'll be he'll be perfect. And, and, you know, talking to Logan, something else he did, Nate, is he opened the door for, for NFL, NFL personnel to feel comfortable taking a Wyoming linebacker in the first two rounds. And that's really where I think, I think Chad Moon is going to land somewhere in the second, early third round. Interesting. Chad Moon, a linebacker, Wyoming, had a pro day, uh, has been turning some heads. We'll keep an eye on that with the draft coming up next month in Vegas. This is Cody Tucker, 7220sports.com. You can follow him there on Twitter at 7220sports. Last one, this Wyoming Cowboys basketball program. They make a run. They kind of take some lumps at the end of the regular season. They sneak into the first four. They get beat by Indiana and not a great game, but it was a major turnaround quickly. That doesn't happen in college hoops that often, especially at Wyoming. How did this coach, Jeff Linder, do this at Wyoming? Well, you know, it's amazing. It really is. This team arrived way ahead of schedule. And you know how it is in in the NCAA tournament, unless you're a Kentucky, a North Carolina, teams like that. Old teams win in March, and the Cowboys are not an old team. They are loaded with youth. And uh, but about five minutes before we came on, Nate Jeff Leonard just signed an extension through 2027. He's getting an extensive raise. Oh. He absolutely deserves it. He's uh, he's just his basketball IQ is off the charts. And and this year, you know, a lot of people forget too. Last year, he lost the Mountain West Freshman of the Year, who was his point guard. It was, the whole entire offense went through Marcus Williams. He left in the transfer portal for Texas A&M and. All Linder did was move uh, Hunter Maldonado to to the point and uh, make it work and win 25 games and and make it to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2015. So a lot of youth on this team. They've lost a few guys to the transfer portal, but, you know, not not impact guys, not a lot of guys that even played a lot of minutes this year. Uh, Hunter Maldonado is putting his toe in the water in the NBA, but uh, many of us feel like he'll probably be back. And, and, uh, you know, Jeff has proven right when he got here, right in the middle of COVID is when he got here, or right when COVID started, and all he did was land the number one recruiting class in the Mountain West. So really excited for where this program's going because where it was two years ago was yeah. painfully bad. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's been quite the turnaround. I mean, quite the turnaround. Yeah. Jeff Linder just got an extension right before we uh, came on with Cody Tucker, the head men's basketball coach there over at Wyoming. Jeff Linder doing a nice job. Cody Tucker in tonight, 7220sports.com. Poke fans, that's where you want to go, 7220sports.com. Cody, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Nate, thank you, my friend. All right, appreciate it. Cody Tucker, there he is, 7220sports.com. Founded the site. Really good Wyoming coverage. Um, find him on Twitter at 7220sports. Wyoming spring football practice started. Craig Bull, a fresh uh, team there. You want to call that? Call it that. A fresh team. Not a lot of familiar faces there for Wyoming Cowboy football. We shall see. And uh, Chad Muma, keep your eye on that guy. Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming, All-Mountain West, Defensive Player of the Year, really, really good, and going to get drafted. We shall see where, what round, who's going to get him. The projection that I saw today have the Jets taking Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming, have the Jets in the second round. So we shall see. Coming right back with Mike McFeely. Mike's always great. Columnist in Forum.com, live from Fargo. He covered Carson Wentz in college.
What does Mike say about Carson Wentz in the pros? Especially after what the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, just said about Carson Wentz. Mike McFeely next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. Hey, sports parents and athletes, are you ready to up your game? Well, then it's time to get started at Rapid City's premier sports facility and training center, Rapid Skills. With 35,000 square feet of space, including basketball and volleyball courts, free weights, indoor turf, and more, Rapid Skills is ready to help you become your best. With a great team of coaches, various camps, and memberships available, Rapid Skills is creating champions. Get in the game at Rapid Skills. Learn more at rapidskillsathletictraining.com. Not all trusts fit in a box. We do our best to um, to put a personal touch on each one and really listen to our customers and make sure that we take care of them the very best that we can. We are going to apply the, the best of our knowledge and ability and care to really analyze our situation and find all the best uh, solutions that we possibly can. We customize what we do to what you need. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're into the drive at five already on a fly-by Wednesday. We love that. Second hour of the show is packed. We'll talk to Dustin Baker, Vikings writer, Vikings territory coming up. Stu Whitney's on tonight from Sioux Falls. It's a Stu Whitney Wednesday. How about that? We don't want to make that a thing, do we? Okay, maybe, maybe. We're going to make it a Mike McFeely mess, though. Hey, I can say that. He's got a great podcast. Great podcast. I wonder if I'm ever going to be on that podcast. What could we shoot around on that thing? We shall see. Mike McFeely's in tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Columnist in forum.com. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore in forum. That's where you'll find him. Let's talk Carson Wentz and a little bit more there. Mike, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well, except for the fact that it snowed four inches today in Fargo-Moorhead. So we went from... <laughs> we went from... Uh, Brown grass and feeling like spring to feeling like December again and overnight. So yeah. other than that, we're doing okay. It happens. I know we were golfing and, and now we're not so much. We had a little bit of snow here, but not like you guys. But you're tougher up there. We've already established that. Um, let me ask you about this story. I've had you on and, and we discussed it just a little bit, but now this comes out from the Colts owner, Jim Ursay. Colts owner Jim Ursay had a lot to say about Carson Wentz. And it didn't sound very good. I'm not going to run through the whole thing here, but some highlights. He talked to veterans on the team. What I found out was very concerning. That's one of the lines. What do you think is going on with Carson Wentz in the pros? Well, I think that it all started in Philadelphia, believe it or not, uh, where he was once the 
as I deemed him and others did as well, the the king of Philadelphia, because there were signs when, when Carson was there with the Eagles that perhaps everything was not going as well as everybody thought it was. There was a an anonymously sourced story when he was still in Philly that said that Carson Wentz really wasn't a very good teammate, that he was aloof, that he couldn't connect with other teammates and things like that. And everybody back here in Fargo kind of went, oh, that's, that can't be true. It's Carson. And I think even at the time, uh, some of the more mainstream media folks, this story came out of a, sort of an alternative weekly, and some of the more main, mainstream media folks in Philadelphia even kind of poo-pooed it at the time, saying, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. But, but then as time has gone on, and Carson Wentz's career sort of disintegrated in Philadelphia, his time in Philadelphia, not his entire career, disintegrated, more and more stuff came out that, that he really wasn't a great leader, that the, his teammates didn't really like him all that much in the locker room. And in fact, one story came out not all that long ago that Carson Wentz and a teammate had to be separated while he was injured during the Eagles Super Bowl year because Carson Wentz apparently complained that the Eagles were having too much success with Nick Foles playing quarterback, and Carson Wentz didn't feel comfortable with that. And so all of that baggage sort of followed him to Indianapolis. And then we find out again when the Colts basically trade him for a couple of draft picks after only one year, we find out that maybe he wasn't the greatest teammate, not the most popular guy in Indianapolis either. And so it's become a really interesting twist that Carson Wentz has gone from this number two overall draft choice, who was going to be the MVP of the league in 2017 if he hadn't gotten hurt, to sort of a pariah who is now on his third team in three years. And as I've written about before back here in Fargo, this is his last shot to be a starting quarterback. If it doesn't work out for him in Washington, he's going to be a a guy that's just probably never going to get another shot at being a starting quarterback, or at least not an elite quarterback around the NFL. Mike McFeely covered Carson Wentz in college, NDSUinforum.com columnist. What do you surmise, Mike? I mean, because I've heard things like, oh, he, he was great at North Dakota State, and I've talked to people up there outside of you. He, he was great up here. What do you surmise has happened? I, I don't know where, where lives go sometimes. Why could he do so well at a North Dakota State where you're humble? Yeah, you win, but it's, it's a different level, smaller town. And then all of a sudden he goes to the NFL and, and he's off the charts and he can't connect? And what's going on? Yeah, I think a couple of different things happen. And this is strictly speculation. I don't know Carson Wentz well enough to, to make any sort of judgments on him at all. And part of the reason I don't know him very well, Nate, is because since he's gotten to Philadelphia, he really hasn't dealt very much with the Fargo media. And mm. uh, multiple requests to have interviews and, and one-on-ones and things have gone uh, unfilled, let's just say. And uh, there was indeed a time when a couple of us traveled to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game, even though Carson wasn't playing. We traveled there when they beat the Minnesota Vikings and uh, saw Carson in the locker room after the game and said, Carson, can we have a couple minutes with you to talk about the Eagles going to the Super Bowl? And Carson looked at us and said, I'm not talking, and walked away. Mm. And so... There were signs that something had gone awry somewhere and that he was being advised to not speak much to the media. And even the Philadelphia writers that I know 
And I know a few of them, even they had said, you know, it was really weird because Carson just never wanted to talk with the Philadelphia media very much either. He didn't want to do any one-on-ones. He just wouldn't connect with anybody in the media. And that's not, you know, something that's fatal, but it certainly is odd that he just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really get to know anybody and really, you know, sort of have any confidence in the media because it happens everywhere. You know, people kind of do what they do to kind of make allies and make friends. And Carson never seemed to do that in Philadelphia. The other thing that has come up talking to my Philadelphia media buddies is that when Nick Foles took over, when Wentz got hurt and Nick Foles took over and led the team to the franchise's first Super Bowl victory and beat Tom freaking Brady to win the Eagles for a Super Bowl, that Wentz after that was never quite the same, that something happened, that that bothered him so much, that that affected him so much, but he never really seemed to bounce back mentally from that. And I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but but I was told by uh, people who covered the team closely that that even the front office believed that something went awry there when when Foles led to the team to the Super Bowl and not Carson. That's interesting because the Eagles did not go back to Carson either. I mean, they, they've moved forward now, and they're going to go with Jalen Hurts. And now the Colts, after one year, Colts owner Jim Ursay says the Carson Wentz era was a, quote, mistake. Mistake. Um, How about yeah. that? I mean, I mean, the, I know that Ursay is a guy who just speaks his mind, and he just kind of <clears throat> lets her fly. Yeah. But But for the owner, after one year, to say that – the Carson Wentz experiment or the Carson Wentz signing was a mistake. That is a damning, damning thing for an owner to say. Now, both he, general manager Chris Ballard, and head coach Frank Reich also have come out and said that they don't think that Carson Wentz is done, that maybe it just wasn't a good fit in Philadelphia, and he's had a chance to salvage, you know, being a starting quarterback and being a star in Washington. But I don't know how that happens because this Indianapolis situation was supposed to be the best situation for Carson because Frank Reich was sort of his mentor in Philadelphia as the quarterback's coach. He's the head coach in Indy. Indianapolis had a good team. They had a good offensive line. They thought they were sort of Super Bowl ready except for the quarterback, and they thought that Wentz would be the perfect fit. And so if he can't fit into that situation, then how's he going to fit into other situations? I'm... Maybe they're you know being polite to him. Maybe you don't want to bury somebody in case they they do come back and and become a Pro Bowl quarterback. But boy, it certainly didn't work out in Indianapolis. It was a disaster. <laughs> well, it was close. They just threw some dirt on him. They didn't bury him, but they threw some dirt on him uh, <laughs> yep. a little bit today. At least Jim Irsay did, the owner of the Colts. So uh, last one, Electro and Mike McFeely on Inforum dot com. We we can't uh, have you on without saying, hey. Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State head coach, said, <laughs> okay, I see Boise State going into the Big 12. They would be a good uh, uh, deal there to take Boise State from the Mountain West and put them into the Big 12 here in the future. So that leaves an opening for North Dakota State in the Mountain West. Do you see it? Absolutely dang right. You are absolutely oh. right. Okay. No doubt about it. No, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, boy, that, <laughs> that, uh, I, was ju- I jumped all over that when I saw Gundy's comments. Um, and I don't think that that's you know too out of line. I think most people look at Boise State, and they certainly want to go somewhere else. Boise State has made no bones about that they want out of the Mountain West. They think they're bigger than the Mountain oh, West. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They've 
they've tried to get to the Pac-12, I believe, and the Pac-12 said, nah, we don't think so. Uh, but the Big 12 might be the right fit. It might be the right place for them to go eventually. And if that happens, then perhaps, maybe, maybe in some meeting somewhere, uh, <laughs> Craig Thompson and the Mountain West presidents would say, you know what, maybe we should at least look at North Dakota State if we want to fill this spot. I'll tell you, there's, maybe those openings happen. don't happen all the time. They don't happen all the time. So um, we shall no, the see. West, the Mountain West is, is stable. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. great league. I mean, it's, you know, it changes like every conference every once in a while, but it's a stable FBS league, and if there was an opening, that would be a spot where maybe NDSU would at least get looked at and, and the possibility could at least be realistic for them for that one shot. And then Mike McFeely's columns every you know few weeks can't be talking about North Dakota State moving up anymore. They would be there. So I don't know what's going to happen, but you'll, you'll find a new uh, uh, shtick. Well, it's, you know what? I, just, I do those blogs just because you're a radio guy and yeah. you're a good one. And, 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 you, and, and you know the old adage in radio is, you never quit the bit, Nate. Yes. You never quit the bit. Yes. So I'm going to take this bit to my grave, by God, <laughs> that North Dakota State is going to get in the Mountain West. That's my bit, and I'm riding it right into the grave next to Carson Wentz's career. And I'm riding there right with you. I'm with you on it. Uh, Mike McFeely's on Inforum.com tonight. Always great. McFeely underscore Inforum on Twitter. Mike, thanks uh, for the time. You bet, Nate. Always good to talk to you. Appreciate your time. Mike McFeely, always good to have him. Columnist, Inforum.com, live from Fargo. Fargo, four inches of snow. See, it could be worse here in Rapid City. Could be worse. And there's some places around the hills got a little more snow than we do, I hear. I hear. Yeah, I get people up there in Deadwood giving me reports, weather reports. Um, Carson Wentz. You can uh, look at the story. It's out there today. All of the, uh, you know... Paragraphs and everything from Jim Irsay, the Colts owner. Carson Wentz era was a mistake and, and went into Wentz having issues with, with leadership there, you know, trying to rally the troops and, and not able to get it done. And, and he talked to trusted veterans on the team. The owner did. They told me things that I found out were very concerning. And, I mean, it's, it's uh, interesting. It's kind of a blowtorch there. Kind of a blowtorch on Carson Wentz. And now he's in Washington. Last chance? Last chance uh, for Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State? We shall see. Uh, I'm going to talk about another quarterback who everybody loves to hammer. Everybody loves to hammer him here on this program a little bit. i got to be out there on the limb, and i got to stick up for him. But guess who's on my side? I'm going to stick up for this quarterback because now I have validation. I have validation. His teammates left a meeting with this quarterback, and they said, he's our dog. He is a dog, and he's our dog. Who's the guy that his teammates like? Next. The Nate Brown Show. First Gold Gaming Resort always has more exciting ways for you to win big. Just slide your club card into your favorite machine every time you play to win your share of $8,600 in weekend promo hot seat giveaways. Win $1,000 on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight every Saturday, which leads up to Deadwood's biggest single night giveaway, the $12,000 Golden Cash Blast on Saturday, April 30th. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. 
West River Electric, your Touchstone Energy Cooperative, is a proud supporter of our youth and area sports teams. West River Electric covers 4,500 square miles in western South Dakota and is committed to this community. From volunteer fire and ambulance to coaching youth sports teams, West River Electric employees are answering the call to serve and improve their local communities. To learn more, visit westriver.coop. West River Electric, powering you for a brighter future. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Hi, this is David Brunman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Servants as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivant store near you. S-T-U-R-D-V, A-M-T-S, come and see Sturdivant's, has it Sturdivant's. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Get in the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in on a Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. How are you? Thanks for being here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and the drive at 5 is on live. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. For your next pre-owned vehicle, take a look. Selection's really good. summitautogrp.com. The drive at 5. Featuring Dustin Baker coming up, Vikings writer, vikingsterritory.com. We'll talk to Dustin on tap. It's a Stu Whitney Wednesday. Wow. I think I just came up with something today. Stu Whitney's on from Sioux Falls tonight. We'll get into a lot of topics, including our question of the day today. 
Have you heard the question of the day yet? If you missed the first hour, you missed the question of the day. So I'll throw it out, and I'll update the poll question really quick in our question of the day. So a high school football coach has put up a billboard for an eighth grader uh, that wants to go to Arkansas. He wants to play for the Razorbacks. He's 6'2", 245. Not that that matters. <laughs> it's a scary eighth grader. But um, this kid wants to play at Arkansas. He wants to get recruited. He wants to get noticed. This high school football coach comes up with a new self-promotion in the recruiting world. And our world has changed. You may have noticed that. He puts up a billboard that said that features this kid, the kid's highlight website, and it says, I want to be a hog. And, and here's this 13-year-old kid, and it's up there. My question of the day is, in this world of recruiting, getting noticed, marketing, the whole thing, is that a smart play or a terrible idea? High school football coach says, I'm, I'm testing this out to see if I can do this in my program for high school prospects that maybe want to go here and go there. So basically, like I used it as a reference here, we have a kid from Rapid City. He's, maybe he's a great player, an all-stater. He wants to go and be a Husker, not getting noticed. You put up a billboard, Lincoln. Hey, I want to be a Husker, Coach Frost. Let, let's do this. By the way, people have caught on to this story, right? So it's a national story. Smart idea by the coach or a terrible idea? High school uh, coach putting up a billboard outside of the Arkansas Stadium. Says, hey, Coach Pittman, I want to be a hog. You know, t give me a look, basically. Look at these results here today. 90% of you say it's a terrible idea. 10% of you say it's a great idea. The high school football coach putting up the billboard featuring the eighth grader trying to get the college program to recruit him. Boy, there's a lot of things that uh, people do for recruiting. This is the first time I've heard this one. Um, listener text, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Nate, with the possibility of getting NIL, name, and likeness, you have to self-promote today. Everyone has a story. All it takes is someone to notice and offer a scholarship or a life-changing NIL deal to attend a university. So, so we found a proponent of that. He's, but he's in the ten percent. <laughs> he's in the ten percent. I'm telling you, I'm a little surprised. I think it just catches people off guard. You know, I didn't think the poll would be ninety percent uh, of you saying it's a terrible idea. I thought it would be like seventy. I thought I'd be like, eh, no, right away. Okay, a kid up on a billboard, now we're doing that? I mean, it just right away, it rubs you wrong. And I said, the only the thing you got to worry about, does this make the road tougher for the kid? Because guess what? When you get into to practice, when you get into this stuff, now you got to play. Now you got to perform. Now you got to be the guy. Now you, you have to be the guy. All the billboard and all the self-promotion, all the social media and all that stuff, that doesn't matter. Now you've got to be the guy. And uh, sometimes I think when you're noticed or when you're offered a scholarship as an eighth grader, like Michigan's offered seventh graders before. Harbaugh at Michigan, he's offered seventh graders. When that happens, I always say, we set those guys up for a, a tough, tough road. And, and I know everybody's like, oh, the parents are a part of it and the whole, the whole thing. So that's why I think right away people say to this, oh, this coach is out of control. This coach is saying he's heard some positive things about it and a few negative things. But he's testing the waters uh, to see if he's going to do it again. And I guess he shouldn't put it up in Rapid City. we got enough billboards anyway. But <laughs> 
90% of the Fox Sports Rap City audience says it's out of line. Um, I got a little story here for you before I get to my next guest. I've got a little story, and it's about your favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So Ben Lieber, former Vikings linebacker, you know this guy, Ben Lieber. Now he's uh, on the Vikings radio network. He's a sideline reporter. We get him on this show periodically throughout the season. When we can, he's pretty busy. He does college football as well. So Ben Lieber uh, went on his podcast, okay? And Ben Lieber said he was um, told about this meeting of some big names in the Vikings organization. They had captains of the team, a lot of the high-profile players, and new people that are involved here. Like some of the biggest names on the team at this meeting. Not just players, but front office, coaches, the whole thing. The Vikings had a team meeting. And Ben Lieber said this out of the meeting that he was told. That Kirk Cousins went into that meeting, had meticulous notes that he kept throughout the 2021 season. So last year, he had all of these notes about the games, the strategy, the the whole thing. He had all these notes, went in and gave a presentation and said, we're going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and we need to do that. And, And here's the quote from Ben Lieber. Kirk Cousins blew everybody away in how he handled the things that were being said, the things that were said in the group. And it wasn't just the players. There were other people within the organization, and after they walked out of the meeting, a couple of guys said, quote, Kirk's our dog. Kurt's our freaking dog. (laughs) So now I'm going to say, what does this tell us? Because everybody, you know, Kirk can't do this and can't do that. And and I understand we we watch the games. Kirk can't win the big game. Kirk can't make the big play. there's, There's valid arguments along those lines. But what does it tell us? A lot of people say, well, Kirk just not able to lead the team. He's not fiery enough. He's not enough of a leader. He's not able to step up and do things. And I think this tells us, does this help us at all that the players and and people out of that meeting, that's from Ben Lieber, Kirk's our dog. That's what people said coming out of the meeting. Kirk's our friggin' dog, man. That, That means he's our guy. Does this tell us Kirk Cousins gets you over the top, meaning if the players like him, if the players believe in him, if he is a leader for the team and the players, does he ele- does that elevate Kirk now to a spot where, well, maybe we can go away from the, uh, Kirk just doesn't do that, and he's not a leader of men, and he's too quiet, and he's standoffish, and you know, nobody likes Kirk. He only has one friend in the world. And th- that whole line, I, I think we should take a step back and say, Hmm. Do we have it? Does the public perception have it right about Kirk Cousins? I think it's only fair to do that. I think it's fair. Does the public, and by the way, most of the time, I don't think any of us have a clue. It's just like with major organizations. There's there's personalities. There's emotion. There's stuff behind the scenes. Just like the Carson Wentz thing today from Jim Ursay, the Colts owner. He's saying this and that, this and that. We have no clue what's going on there. We, we want to say it's just about on the field and you got to make this play and that play. There's so many factors that go into, is this guy the right guy? And out of a team meeting like that, Ben Lieber says the players and people within the organization impressed. 
that Kirk is the dog. Kirk is, and that kind of tells you, you Kirk's a player. Kirk's our boy here. What what does the public think of this whole scenario if, if the team, for the most part, Loves Kirk Cousins. What is? What, does that change your perception? Dustin Baker's in. He covers the Vikings for Vikings territory, and he's live next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills, the Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 24. Winds out of the northwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. High of 55 tomorrow, mainly clear. Mixed precipitation likely tomorrow night, 31 overcast. Chance for mixed precipitation Friday with highs in the low 50s, mainly sunny Saturday. About an inch of snow tomorrow night. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 37. You've got big plans for your new home. At Highmark Federal Credit Union, they have small rates to make it happen. Save money with their construction loan rate special now through April 30th. Right now, they're offering special financing as low as 2.99% APR and no down payment. Let's get to work building you a home as unique as you are. Apply for your construction loan today at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of their branches to let them save you money on the plans for your new home. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the Man Salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the Man Salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The Man Salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at the Man Salon. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show there. Welcome in on your phone. You can bring us up there on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show and 
get us live and also the archived interviews all right there. Find us on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. And remember the podcast if you can't listen live. You want to take the dog for a walk early in the morning, you got the podcast. It's all the content, all the guests right there. You can fast forward, rewind. The Nate Brown Show podcast available where you download your podcast. Dustin Baker's in tonight. Editor, vikingsterritory.com. You can find his work there, vikingsterritory.com. Dustin Baker, a good follow for Vikings fans on Twitter, at DustBaker. I follow him there, at DustBaker, and he's in tonight talking Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Just a little bit, okay? Just a little bit. Uh, Dustin, thanks for the time. How are you? Not bad. Hey, thanks for the the rush music we did. I feel like a wrestler or something coming down <laughs> to the ring. You're you're jacked and ready to go. Okay. Um, I want to get into this story because it's interesting. I've talked about two quarterbacks here on the show today, Dustin. I, was, I talked about Carson Wentz, a North Dakota okay. State product. I had a guy on that covered him in college and said, I don't know where things may have gone wrong for him. And, and now you got the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, saying, it was a mistake bringing him in and, you know, just bad leadership and, and the struggles and, and tough words from the Colts owner. And, and then Carson goes to Washington. Now I talk about Kirk Cousins, and I, I'm going to say most – well, I don't want to say most, but a lot of the fans, a lot of the fans say Kirk Cousins just, just can't get it done. He's, he's not a leader of men. He doesn't make the big plays. He, he doesn't do this. You've heard all this. You, you've seen oh, yeah. all this. And then they have this meeting, though, that Ben Lieber reports on. We've had Ben on this show. And Ben says players walked out of this meeting where Kirk had notes about the season and laid out the plan and, and got people energized. And they said, he's our dog. Kirk, Kirk's our dog. So <laughs> what should we think when players, in this report anyway, say this? I, I wonder if it should change people's minds. Where, where well, are people change- at? It won't change people's mind. We've tried that already. Um, but, but players yeah, the, matter, right? Well, yeah, I know. That's what I'm about to tell you. You should, and your listeners and me at home, you should listen to what the players are saying because they are the ones that matters. Cousins' problem is, in terms of leadership, he's not a fiery type of dude. He's not a fire brand that fist pumps. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the... The, the, the big national commercials, that's never been his brand. He's just the guy that signs humongous contracts, throws 30 touchdowns per year and 4,000 yards, and calls it good. Um, but he, he is in that Stafford mold where he needs a roster around him to be competent. It doesn't have to be perfect. One of the narratives that I seek to dispel daily is that Cousins needs everything to be perfect to be good, and that's not true whatsoever. If you want to get deep in the playoffs or pushed to the promised land, then you need a Stafford-like setup where you have an offensive line in front of you where it's competent and it, it, it protects quarterbacks. And then inconveniently in the last two years, the Vikings defense went to hell. And I still don't know what happened with Mike Zimmer trying to make that defense ticket. It just didn't go far. So ultimately, yeah, you listen to the players. I saw the, the Lieber and I trust him on the, he's our freaking dog. And we will see how, how much that meeting matters in September. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I find this uh, line and stuff, the stuff coming out of the uh, players and, and other people in the organization were there too. Uh, Lieber said, Everybody was excited when they announced the extension for Cousins because they want to see what he does with a head coach that actually respects him. Tough words for Mike Zimmer. Yeah, well, we but we knew that. You could almost tell from like his uh, Zimmer's face at the initial press conference in spring of 2018 that he wasn't a fan in putting all that money into a quarterback. So you always had this strange mix 
Now follow me here. You had a, a coach that wants to run the football first. You have a coach that wants to play suffocating defense, score a few points, and then get the hell off the field. But then the general manager says, I want to put the cherry on top. I want to get a prolific quarterback in here so we have the best of both worlds. But the scheme was always to run the ball at Dalvin Cook, play defense, and minimize turnovers. That's why Zimmer was so happy with a, a Bridgewater type. Or one right, of these, right. one of these gentlemen that just is kind of a game manager. Spielman wanted to push it over the top, but the game plan was never scheduled as such. No, that's right. I mean, you think about everybody being on the same page. That wasn't uh, the case. Dustin Baker on tonight talking about this Kirk Cousins story. He's our dog. That's what uh, some of the players reportedly said coming out of the meeting uh, with Cousins. So I- I'm going to say this: um, the Vikings this next season. I've said. They should be very competitive, and, and people say, yeah, of course, Nate, they'll be 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. <laughs> um, and, and it's hard to not say, well, no, they're, they're going to be better than that. But I look at it, I say, this NFC North should be very competitive for the Vikings. And I know Aaron Rodgers is over there, but I don't think the Packers are going to keep up at the pace they were. What do you say about this new era? Well, there, there was indeed a mass exodus of talent from the NFC North, from Khalil Mack to Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, probably Akeem Hicks, and they're just leaving, plain and simple. So I will say this. With the offensive line the way that it currently is, it looks like they signed a dude named Jesse Davis as potentially the solution at right guard. If, if that is all they do, and this new coaching staff can't unlock the offensive line pass protection like Zimmer could not, then the ceiling is going to feel like that 2019 season where they went 10-6, and six, probably should have won 11-5 if they didn't rest starters, shockingly won the playoff game, and then got their teeth kicked in in the Bay against the 49ers. So you have to bank hope, which is what we do every year for the offensive line, in the new coaching staff being smarter than Zimmer and his lieutenants to actually make the trenches, Kirk Cousins' trenches, protect him. And that's why I'm skittish. I was hoping that the, the new general manager and coach would finally see what the rest of the, the fans, the community sees, that when you employ a pocket passer who's not terribly mobile, yeah. you need to have good dudes up front to keep him on his feet. Yeah, that that is right. And I said, I think Cousins, I've been a guy who's kind of been a proponent of Kirk Cousins. People hammer me on it and they say, you know, Kirk will never be what he should, you know, be and, you know, with the goals to win the Super Bowl. He'll never get us there. I said, there's a lot wrong with the Vikings or quite a few things wrong. And it's not the major one wasn't Kirk to me. And as I always said, Kirk's not mobile, but he doesn't have a great old line pass blocking wise. And so I wonder if this is just holding Kirk Cousins back. I, I just wonder what type of offense do you believe Kevin O'Connell and these guys are going to run? Well, I choose to invest in this honeymoon period where I believe that these two new guys, Kevin and Quazy, they are going to understand what we do about the pass protection. So right now it's March, and we have, what, five months before the games start. I believe that they will understand it, whether they draft an interior offensive lineman in the second or third round. I, I refuse to accept that <laughs> the Vikings football team doesn't get it like the rest of us do. So I trust the offense to be more innovative, a little bit more risk-taking, and it's going to feel like it is when you watch football around the league because the Vikings were kind of the, one of the last teams to employ a hard-nosed defensive football coach. And let's face it, that worked fabulous for about six years. 
You can't take away a lot from Zimmer. He was a fabulous head coach from 2014 until 2019. But then the league kind of passed him by, and they, they didn't continue to is why I believe ultimately O'Connell was hired, because we want a little piece of the action. We want to try this young offensive coach head thing. And that's why they, they plucked a um, one of the guys from the Rams who just won the Super Bowl. So I think, without seeing the draft and everything, I think that they can contend for the division. I still would put the Packers on top, though, just because I'll believe it when I see it when they're dethroned. Yeah, I would, too. Uh, before I let him run, Dustin Baker, VikingsTerritory.com is the site for Vikings coverage. Is this just going to get written off today, this this uh, Ben Lieber report? Even though I've had Ben on. I know Ben. He's a good guy. He works with the Vikings radio network. I mean, he's inside yet. A lot of people say, well, of course, the Vikings inside media, they're going to want people to think Cousins and everything is going well. Is that how the fans are going to view this or not? <clears throat> yes. The, I would say about a quarter, 25% of the Vikings community based on an eye test, thinks Cousins ain't it. And so their mind isn't going to be changed by what Ben Lieber said. However, if they start the season, you, you're, we're hanging out, talking to each other in the middle of October, and boom, they're 5-0, and then heads will start to turn. And then some of us who have predicted that Cousins would thrive with an offensive coach will be vindicated. Um, but it's ultimately, just like all of sports and the reason we have these radio shows, it's going to come down to wins and losses. And I trust Lieber. I know he didn't make it up. It's just whether or not fans choose to believe something that they don't want to believe. Right. No, I, I believe that. It's like, well, media can say it or whoever can say it. Well, according to this, players are saying it, that uh, they're rolling with Kirk, and, and they're excited to have Kirk. Um, Dustin Baker on VikingsTerritory.com is his site. Follow him on Twitter, at Dust Baker. Dustin, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. Have me back anytime, anytime, sir. All right. Appreciate it. Dustin Baker on Fox Sports Rapid City here on the Nate Brown Show, VikingsTerritory.com, uh, talking Vikings. Oh, yeah. Ben Lieber with the, the Ben Lieber bombshell. Kirk Cousins bringing notes, laying out, you know, from, from all of the dis discussions with teammates last year, their concerns, their comments, the whole thing. He has it all laid out. He puts the plan together. He rallies the troop at a recent team meeting, and they leave saying, Kirk's the man. You guys want to, you guys believe in it? <laughs> I just, I have a feeling I don't, I don't know if you're going to, uh, you're going to change any minds. Kirk, here's the deal. This comes down to, we, we just said, Kirk Cousins got to win, win games because it, it's not going to matter. If Matthew Stafford didn't hit that bomb against the Buccaneers, didn't have that uh, interception dropped by the 49ers, you know, I mean, just think about this. If all that didn't happen, everybody say Matthew Stafford just, you know, he was good. He's good in Detroit. He's good at L.A. Rams. He just can't win the big one. And then it all happened, and he does. And then everyone's like, oh, Matthew Stafford's the man. He is the man. But it comes down to the ball dropping here, dropping there, certain plays here, uh, pass uh, coverage that's missed, and, and you know how that is. I think Kirk gets unfairly just hammered, just absolutely hammered. That's why I find it interesting. Now the players there, according to this, sticking up for him, saying he, he's our guy. We shall see if uh, the Vikings will have a better season with new coach, new GM, Will they have a better season? I think they're in the mix in the NFC North. They should be, really should be. Stu Whitney is 
back with us. He's live from Sioux Falls. Always a great segment with Stu. What's his answer to my question of the day today on high school recruiting using billboards? Stu Whitney, live next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Your number one place in Rapid City for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament should be Poor 54. With special hours just for the tournament, they'll be opening early and they'll have all of the games at the Poor 54 Sports Zone upstairs. With 54 taps, your favorite local and regional beers, plus Detroit-style pizza, wings, pretzel board, and more, Poor 54 is your home for March Madness. Every game is on at Poor 54. To see what they have on tap right now, visit poor54.com. I'm with Brian from Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. You've added another new product to your arsenal. The Braxton Creek Bushwhackers are back in stock, and it's been a long wait, so hurry in before they're gone again. I tell you, these little rascals got so many options for their size, it's unreal. Amazing little units, complete with kitchen, sink, cooktop, cooler, memory foam mattress, even a built-in furnace and air conditioning system. It really is incredible, all the amenities these teardrops have, folks. To have their own heating and cooling system in a unit this size, you got to be kidding. Unbelievable. Totally self-contained off-road suspension campers with their own battery power and propane tank and they're solar ready too. They even have a built-in stereo and come pre-wired for TV. With over 2 million acres just minutes away it's time for adventure junkies to head for the hills. Hey, there's no better way to disappear for a while in one of these little campers, people. You just gotta see these bushwhacker teardrops. Now at Anytime Auto Sales. See anytimeanytime.com and as always at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. The South Dakota Lottery is all about good fun. But too much fun is not good fun. Like too much ice cream. Brain freeze is not fun. Or roller coasters. Too much fun is not... Or lottery games. Too much fun is not good fun. That's why the South Dakota Lottery reminds you to always play only for fun. And if you can't, help is available and always confidential. Because too much fun is not good fun. Play responsibly. Keep the fun good. Learn more at keepthefungood.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show is live on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Welcome in. Text the show, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Answer our question of the day. A high school football coach put up a billboard to get college football coaches' attention down in Arkansas. You think it's a smart idea or a terrible idea? 89% of you say it's a terrible idea. 11% say it's a great idea. That's why I'm going to ask Stu Whitney. Live from Sioux Falls, his new organization he's writing for, working for, investigative reporter, South Dakota Newswatch, sdnewswatch.org. sdnewswatch.org. Stu Whitney back on the program. Stu, thanks for coming on. How are you? Nate, I am good. Uh, I'm trying to understand this billboard thing. There was a was it a parent that took out the billboard? Well, to, it's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. It's both. Um, he's testing it out with his son, but he is the coach, so he is a coach, and okay. he's like, "Hey, I'm going to test this out with my son." 
Um, he's 6'2", 245. He wants to play at Arkansas. So I'm going to put this billboard up. Hey, I want to be a hog. Here's his picture. Here's his website with all the highlights. Hey, Coach Pittman, I, I want to play for you. And he said, I might do this with my team, other high school prospects. I, I want to see how this goes. Well, what's your read? Well, if the kid's 6'2", 245, he's got any uh, ability whatsoever. He might be all right without a billboard. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean – it's a different world, man. Days, yeah, it's a different kids, world. Kids that can play are not being missed by coaches. The days of uh, a college coach not being aware of a kid because he plays in a smaller town or because his coach is not uh, publicizing as much, I think I think those days are pretty much gone because of social media and all the, the tools and resources that coaches have. They can watch basically any game in the country via live stream and uh, over huddle. And uh, so I – I'm not buying it. It might even it might even turn some coaches off. Actually, oh. if they see somebody going to that extent, so so gonna, you're out. I would, be, I would have been one of the no votes on that one. Okay, you're out on that. I was just going to ask you though. Isn't this is this just another tool? I mean, we talked about huddle. Hey, here's the site. We're sending emails out. We're sending film. We're doing all this self promotion now. Uh, we do all these videos. I'm going to choose where to go and all this self promotion. Is this just another tool? Well, yeah, well, Huddle, you're just you're get, essentially giving them game film. So, I mean, the, the film the film doesn't lie, as they say. I mean, you can be selective of what highlights you put in there. But a billboard is essentially just saying, hey, look how good my kid is. So I, I don't know if that's <laughs> going to carry the same weight as uh, actual game footage. I mean, it's not illegal. You can do it. You can do what he wants. But it's just I, I don't think it's going to sway an actual, certainly not a major Division One coach. Okay, so we won't be seeing any Stu Whitney billboards going up for his son at Lincoln there, um, trying to play basketball somewhere. I make mean, we won't see that. Well, my Twitter my Twitter feed is my billboard essentially. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> right. Know, I'm not shy, I'm not shy about uh, sharing some of my son's no, highlights. No, that's that's Twitter, that's, so. that's good, man. I understand that. Um, by the way, sdnewswatch.org. I know you're getting into a lot of things here. What, what's uh, the start been like for you? Investigative reporting. Uh, it's been good. I mean, it, it's a chance to kind of get away from the day to day grind of breaking news and deadlines and kind of take what we like to call a deep dive into some of these subjects that pop up and do some perspective and analysis. You know, I was able to look at, you know, I was able to go to Garrettson when everyone was talking about that Chris Long mm. thing, the football coach that ended up being uh, terminated there. And, you know, it, it struck me that the school board was essentially shutting out these people from uh, the community, people from speaking uh, their mind, and also basically shutting out the media, uh, using executive session, putting black uh, construction paper over the over the window so they could meet in private to decide this guy's fate. And so I ended up looking at state, what the state law was for uh, allowing public comment at, at school board sessions and finding some controversy there. There's a lawsuit out in Rapid City uh, involving some parents that wanted to address the school board. So that's kind of an example of taking a uh, a subject, a topic that a lot of people are talking about and, and trying to sort of uh, dig down on it uh, a little deeper. I did the same thing the story that posted yesterday about the uh, Senate Bill 46, the uh, transgender sports ban that the Governor, the governor Nome uh, put forth to the legislature and, uh, and signed, and that is scheduled to go into effect on July 1st. And so I, I looked at 
you know, everyone in the, in the past, and even Governor Nome said last year that she was worried about the NCAA repercussions, you know, possibly pulling back championship events if you pass these laws that many view as discriminatory. And it kind of struck me that there wasn't as much pushback this year, and uh, and there wasn't as much of a threat looming. And groups like the Sioux Falls Sports Authority, Sioux Falls Chamber of Commerce, Visit Rapid City, uh, South Dakota Board of Regents, those are all groups that lobbied against this thing, uh, the 2021 version of this bill, and did not lobby against it in 2022. And then a lot of them said, you know, this Leah Thomas thing, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with Leah Thomas, right. who is the transgender female who is uh, setting records and won a national championship at uh, University of Pennsylvania. Swimming. That swimming. Became, yep. In swimming, correct. And that became such a kind of a, uh, uh, I don't know, as someone said in the story, she became kind of a poster child for conservative outlets and Fox News and things like that in, in terms of uh, promoting their cause that, that uh, transgender females or transgender athletes in general should not be able to participate according to their gender identity. And so they basically said, okay, this has become, you know, public perception is shifting. The NCAA has kind of gone quiet on this, and uh, their testimony and their lobbying did not occur this year. And that, that, that bill basically flew through the legislature and was signed by Governor No. Do you believe the NCAA will be coming to Sioux Falls? And if Rapid City says, hey, we want to get in this bid process, is the NCAA going to hold events here? Uh, Sioux Falls has four events scheduled uh, over the next next four years. Essentially, they've got some basketball tournaments. Uh, they've actually got two uh, men's ice hockey regionals, okay. Division One regionals coming to the Denny Sanford Premier Center. They've got a wrestling tournament. I think they've got a volleyball. So those are on the books. Uh, I talked to Thomas Lee at the Sioux Falls Sports Authority. He said he does not believe those events are in jeopardy. Uh, someone else said, you know, the, the events that have yet to be yet to be bid on, you know, could be in flux a little bit. But the the NCAA is not talking uh, quite as tough as they were a couple of years ago in terms of saying, you know, if states pass these laws, then we're going to have to take a hard look at these events. They're basically declining comment at this point and sort of. I think standing back and kind of seeing how the political winds are blowing. Interesting. Uh, Stu Whitney, sdnewswatch.org, his work there. He's uh, on Twitter, at Stu Whitney. Um, speaking of legislature and sports, I want to get your take on this. It's not like a bill or anything like that, but it came through the legislature this year saying, hey, we should really look at the Activities Association needs to sanction high school baseball. Where do you stand? Well, then you—I mean, I just got—I just got done doing a story that talked all about Title IX, and and you know, it's it's tough. Anytime you add a boys' sport, I know I know they're looking at uh, faster softball has been added, correct? Yep, yep, help, softball's help on. My yep. memory there. Yep. So that that'll help it along. Uh, it's gotten to the point where a lot of those sports that were sort of quote unquote club sports, but almost were on the level of varsity sports. Or sanctioned sports, your uh, your softball and your soccer, those were eventually enveloped by the activities associations. I, I remember when soccer started out; it was a club sport for for several years, yep. and I think they were kind of waiting to see how many schools took it on because you know you don't want to sanction a sport and just have like three schools in one class or something. So 
they eventually took on soccer. They took on fast softball, which they should have done before. Those were both either, you know, soccer is boys and girls, obviously, and then softball is girls. So those are a little easier from a Title IX standpoint. But, you know, baseball, I think, has gotten to that point where it's uh, it's organized enough. You have the numbers. You have the number of schools participating uh, that I think is pretty healthy. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't think they're that far off, but I don't think a state law, I don't think the state legislature is the way to go about that. I think that needs to go through the proper protocols for the Activity Association and the Board of Directors. And yeah, they were just trying to push them along. You know how that goes. Like, hey, uh, Activity Association, we recommend you do this, um, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Well, the amount of times the state legislators screwed over the Activity Association, I don't think Dan Swartos and, and the Board of Directors are going to uh, be eager to <laughs> listen to the bidding of state legislators. I, I can guarantee you that. By the way, over 70 teams right now playing high school club baseball. Over 70 teams in South Dakota. So, so you know, it's a you healthy number. To, I know what's going on here, Nate. You're trying to get a sport sanctioned in which Rapid City can can win some titles then. I mean, uh, no, we, we win that Legion title all the time anyway. Right we're, we're, all, we're, we're fine. We win that Legion <laughs> baseball title quite a bit um, last time I checked. Uh, by the way, by the way, Stu Whitney, uh, one question on this. The state tournaments, what did you hear about them basketball-wise just this last weekend? The boys won. You had double A out there. Your son played Lincoln. Consolation championship I saw. Um, boys crowd you thought was great in Sioux Falls. I've been told the B's in Aberdeen was great, and the A's in here in Rapid City. I went to all three days, pretty good. Um, what did you? What was your reaction on crowd size, location, uh, people's feelings? Well, Sioux Falls. Um, I mean, you could say well they lucked out by having two Sioux Falls teams in the finals, but I mean you were going to have you were going to have an I twenty nine corridor championship regardless, essentially, of, of what happened in the bracket. As you know, there were no Rapid City teams out here. And, and so it was going – anyone saying, oh, that was a nice crowd because you had two Sioux Falls teams playing in the championship, I think is, is kind of kidding themselves a little bit. It was – I mean, those are the, those are the teams that typically uh, are, are advancing in, this turn, in the AA tournament. But I think it gave people a good sense of what the Denny Sanford Premier Center can, can do. And I think the Monument can do – uh, to provide a real big league atmosphere uh, for these kids in a championship format, uh, I thought it was a pretty, pretty inspiring evening session. Actually, that Saturday night, and I think it gives kids a chance to play in a scenario that they normally do not, and that's what you see in other states. You know, you're going to either a NBA style arena or in, in many of them kind of a major division one arena to play your state championships. That's something those kids will never, many of them, most of them will never experience again. Uh, so I think that's, that's part of the argument for, for playing it either in Sioux Falls or Rapid city. The other one is how many people do you think watched, were able to watch all three games, but unless you're some sort of, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't unless you're some sort of computer wizard and you've got three, devices around you and you're live streaming them all at the same time. These, a lot of these games are getting lost and people poo poo that like, Oh, you know, whatever, just, you know, allow, allow people Aberdeen to appreciate, appreciate the bees, allow Sioux Falls to appreciate the big city, the double A stuff. I think we should appreciate all of it. And my argument has been that if you have a championship Saturday, regardless of the order, you're going, let's say you go Class A 
class AA, class B, uh, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, not only do the people in that arena get to see all three games and those kids get to experience that, but the statewide TV audience, sort of like in football, everyone watches yeah. people that are interested. Yeah. They watch all those games. Yeah. And, you, you know, a Chad Greenway becomes a household name because he leads Stick, Sticky Mount Vernon to the state championship. And people that in Sioux Falls that had not seen this kid play because he played in whatever it was, 9AA or uh, whatever, finally get to see him play. I think basketball should be like that. It shouldn't be uh, segregated by class. And so, you know, I, we get into it. Anytime you or I bring that up, you know, the Aberdeen folks come come crying about wanting to keep the bees and what a great tradition they have. And I think that is a really short-sighted way of looking at it because we need to see, we need to maximize this thing. And the TV contract alone, I think, would bring in, bring in a ton of money for the Activity Association. By the way, I've been told that DeSmet team with Gary, I mean, they had not just Gary, they had some players. I've been told that DeSmet team, the real deal. I wasn't able to see them. Um, but I, I was told they were the real deal. Um, speaking of highlighting them uh, for yeah, for I would agree with that. I, I saw them play a couple times uh, during the summer. You know, they had a summer jam out at the Pentagon, and you know they got the Wilkinson kid uh, in the middle. Uh, they've got Austis, who is a really good player, and, and of course Gary, uh, one of the better Class B teams, definitely in recent memory. Stu Whitney on tonight. His site sdnewswatch.org. His work there, live from Sioux Falls. Stu, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time, Stu Whitney on tonight. Uh, investigative reporter now, uh, formerly of the Argus Leader, now with sdnewswatch.org. Wow, that's the Wednesday show, huh? That's the Wednesday show. Remember to hit the Pizza Ranch. Kids night tonight. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet dinner is on tonight. Save money and eat the best buffet in Rapid City. Two locations. The Pizza Ranch. The Nate Brown Show out and back tomorrow at 4 with Cooper Bowman and Doug Gottlieb. A big Thursday show. See you then.